0: My name is Brent Q. I don't play hockey, and I do not listen to Nickelback, but I still like Canadians, so I listen to the Big MX Radio Show.
1: We
2: interrupt this episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast for some pure nonsense. I need all of my listeners to go over to ESPN.com, click the Listen tab, and search for the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast with Matthew Barry, Field Yates, Stefania Bell, and of course that Swiss Army Knife, Kyle. What I need you to do is find me the producer's first name and the first person to email me at bradgebhart88 at gmail.com will receive uh, a free Big MX Radio t-shirt. Please go over to ESPNRadio.com or on iTunes. You can find them, the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. And uh, great podcast. Love listening to those guys. Find out what their producer's name is. And uh, first one to do so, we'll get a t-shirt. Thanks so much for listening. Shout out to the 06010. Now back to the Big MX Radio Podcast
1: Show. I know you're going to dig this.
2: 125 Moto here from Grundahl Kingsley turns that five sideways Brian the gate is down, this is a sharp left-hander who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump gonna... That's where it all started Big MX Radio brought to you by Meta is on the air fueled by passion focused on motocross Fly Racing Bills Pipes W Wheels, Motul MX, X Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Meta and Fly Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this podcast is also brought to you by Justified Cultures. With us on the line is none other than Cole Thompson, the 2016 MX2 Canadian National Champion. Cole, how's it going?
0: I'm good, thank you.
2: Just days removed from uh, the uh, the hollow grounds of Decha beau uh, you wrapped up that championship this weekend and uh, you basically uh, kind of a ride it on home this weekend in in Barry Ontario correct
0: yep yeah, yeah no uh, back uh, back in Ontario for the final round which is uh, nice for me don't have to fly this weekend get to drive there and then uh, I'll have a lot of family attending it so it'll be good uh, to get the number one plate and the trophy and uh, celebrate with the team and my family.
2: There you go. Uh... in, in a lot of ways, moving into the season, Cole, uh, I kind of thought of it as, uh, uh, in in so, in certain ways, uh, almost a no win situation for you as far as uh, a championship goes. Like if you win the championship, everyone's like, "That's right, you're supposed to win the championship. Good for you." But if you didn't win the championship, like kind of a, a, a what happened sort of scenario. But uh, you were able to uh, uh, grab the t- situation, the the championship by the horns from the very get go. Put in some great rides leading in through uh, up to that break in. in uh, uh, regina and uh and basically it was clear sailing and, and um, basically just just uh, kind of put in some great rides as, as this the series hid uh, head headed west or east rather and uh it's been uh it's been a pretty successful summer for you
0: yeah no it was uh, a championship that uh i'd uh knew that uh, i needed to win um, in order to kind of uh you know go forward in the sport and stuff like that and uh, i think everybody that lines up for round one has that in mind and um yeah it was mainly uh get through the first uh couple rounds healthy and then uh figure out who the contenders were and who was uh going to be with me in the championship and where I stood in the championship and uh, fortunately I uh was able to uh get the red plate that round uh round 3 or round 2 there and uh you know held it right uh right through and right to the end actually so uh very thankful to have a good team and uh we didn't have any mechanical issues and uh we were able to complete you know the the 18 motos, uh, 18 and 20 motos, wrestled the championship uh, early, and um, you know, it's, as much as uh, as much as it uh, a single individual like myself getting the championship, it's also the team championship too. You know, a lot of people put a lot of work into, it, and it was cool to uh, bring it home last weekend.
2: Absolutely, and a su- supremely successful team that's been uh, taking home uh, a number of the, uh, the overalls, both 250s and 450s, the MX1 class, the MX2 class, sweeping uh, the, the the overalls at many of the, the rounds. And uh, um, But for you, coming back from the 450 last year to coming back onto the, uh, the little bike, uh, what were some of the challenges that were set forth for you? Of course, you, you would have gotten used to the 250F in, in Supercross, which is the last time we talked.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh it was good to have that um I guess the three, four months of supercross on a two fifty and then jumping into outdoors. Um, pretty much uh it was just getting comfortable with suspension settings and then uh a little bit of different chassis setup but for the most part, uh, it was pretty easy. Um going from the MX one class that uh the motors are a little bit longer and it's a you know, bigger bike, a little bit uh little bit gnarlier and then uh dropping down a class it seemed like uh you know, fitness was really good this year, and bike was good this year. I had it dialed in right from round one, so um, I don't think it was too much of a, a hurdle dropping down. It was uh pretty, uh, pretty smooth transition, so um, definitely uh, now looking at it, it worked out good, and teams pumped on it, and, uh, yeah, we got the number one plate, so uh, always a uh, job well done when you get that.
2: Well, you look like a fish in water when it comes to the KTM uh 250F and uh that was something that really uh, seemed to carry you through. Uh who uh, who were some of the the competitors that you found uh, most challenging throughout the uh the summer was it Moffenbauer? Was it uh the MX101 uh, guys uh periodically, or who, who kind of uh, kept you on your toes uh, and, and kept you honest weekend after weekend?
0: Um to be honest with you, it wasn't uh it, it was pretty much, you know, anybody. I think uh could do it i know moffenbauer was good the mx 101 team was good um having mark worth up here was good uh there was always somebody there um even brad not on a honda there's um you know quite a few people that uh seem to excel at certain tracks and then other tracks they'd be you know struggle a bit so it was always uh every weekend it was kind of like someone new um but for the most part it was um moffenbauer was always in the mix as well as um mx 101's uh right and then uh uh, Dakota Alex. For the last few rounds here, it seems like it's been in uh, been the four four of us usually uh, swapping positions. So, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting uh, interesting just to see how it played out because I know in the West um, it was me and Moffenbar for the most part. They were the dominant two, and then uh, going to the East, uh, a couple of other riders stepped up for sure.
2: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think what really comes down to is that, like you said, there was a lot of shuffling, uh, Brad not jumping up into there once in a while, uh, Dylan Wright also getting his, his fair share of moto wins but uh, the the name that was at the top or, or nearest to the top most often was yours and that's why you roll into uh, the the, uh, the final round with uh, a 90 point lead and uh, a permanent red plate for the rest of the season and uh, gotta be good uh, gotta be a good feeling uh, rolling into the final round and uh, some off, off season races knowing that uh, as far as Canadian uh, MX2 was concerned uh, you were the guy to beat
0: yeah, no, it was uh, it was good to, uh, like you say, wrap it up with uh, a round to go. And um, this weekend will be a lot more relaxed and uh, a little less stressful as far as, uh, you know, during the week not to have any crashes and stuff. And uh, definitely didn't do a lot of riding the last few weeks during the week just to uh, make sure that I didn't have any crashes or any little injuries or something like that that could possibly take away the championship with only a few rounds to go. So uh, this week um, was able to get in a good week so far. and. Going into the weekend, very uh, very easy and less stress. It's going to be good to uh, finish this series out and um, you know go into the off season and uh, uh, you know have a championship in hand. So uh, very thankful.
2: Um, Given the fact that uh, you've you've wrapped up the championship. Throughout the summer, um, did you get any uh, counsel, or, or how, how much of a benefit was to you having uh, two professionals on your your team? That uh, not only uh, Kevin Benoit, who has two of those championships to his credit, I'm sure he could have some uh, so, some tips here and there to how to how to manage that uh, that points gap and some encouraging words, as well as uh, the the great Davy Millsaps, a guy who's uh, kind of been everywhere and done it all as far as the sport of motocross goes.
0: Yeah, no, we have uh we have a really good team this year. Um I mean it's it's been good with me and Kevin last year as well and this year I think it got a little bit better having Davy come on board and having his input on what needed to be changed with the team and what uh could be better and uh everything kinda seemed to mesh right away. We went uh into round one and started the series really strong and uh I know Davy's really uh you know, dominant or dominated the, the MX one class and cabin the last few weeks, obviously he's been, uh, you know, one of the top guys. Uh, I think he's had three or three podiums so far this year. And, um, you know, it shows with him getting the win last weekend that, uh, you know, he's been able to get better and better each week. And then, uh, Davey obviously having a 56 point lead, um, shows that, you know, he's been the guy to beat all summer. So I think that's been motivation for me is to, you know, be just as dominant as, uh, you know, Davey and, And Kevin was, you know, Kevin uh, last year won seven of the 10 uh, overalls last year on the lights bike MX2 class and kind of knowing what he did in the lights class and uh, what I needed to do was uh, definitely a motivation for sure.
2: Now, 2016 saw a lot of changes to uh, not only the uh, the schedule, but uh, a couple of, like the uh, the ins and outs of uh, of the CMRC Canadian National Series. Uh, wh- what were your thoughts on uh, or how everything played out? Uh, were you a fan of the changes, especially as far as the uh, the the schedule goes? Because uh, rolling into uh, a bit of a hometown track for you with the championship has uh, got to be a smile ear to ear.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, um, they they changed some of the tracks on the circuit. Um, one of them. Uh, was actually Walton that uh, used to be the final round for years. And then uh, now they've switched it with uh, um, a track and dairy called RJ's. And uh, I've always been a fan of Walton just growing up there as a kid. They had an amateur national. I raced it every year, and um, it was actually closer to me than uh, this this one they switched it to. But uh, regardless, it's still, I guess, uh, a hometown kind of race for me. It's only uh, three and a half hours, so much closer than – some of the other rounds on the east. And then, um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting just because I haven't, you know, they haven't had a national at that track for 10-plus years. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And then uh, everybody's kind of on a fresh start. You know, nobody knows who's going to be fast there, who's not. And, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be a good round for sure to end the series on. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Button, former factory supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to take it to a commercial. We'll be right back.
2: When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles, nobody does it better than Spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes, or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, Spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum Spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag if you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd turn some heads and be able to change your bike's look on the fly head to spokeskins.net they don't just have spokeskins on their website they've got more new products are being added all the time like the Motul Slacker Digital Sag Scale and just recently Galfer Off-Road Series Rear Brake Lines Oversized Rotor Kit and front brake lines as well. So, do what I did. Head to spokeskins.net today, place your order, and get set up to turn some heads out there. Spokeskins, we've got you covered. I was just joking, man. Make, 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 money, take money. Um, um, Deft Family Gloves. Deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things. What you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball. Some people are physically deft, like accomplished athletes, motorsports professionals, and martial arts masters. Their movements are fast, graceful, and deliberate. Others might be mentally or intellectually deaf. You could describe a beautifully written essay as deaf, or talk about a politician's deft work on an anti-bullying bill. The source of deft is the Old English gedeft, meaning mild or gentle, which became deft in Middle English, along with its meaning of apt, skillful, and adept. Deft family represents a united family of athletes, artists, and creative individuals inspired by the underground lifestyle, founded by a core crew of friends influenced by music, arts, culture, sport, faith, and fashion. We provide the essentials of the modern-day movement through a vision of free-flowing culture formed by motivation and necessity for change through passionate minds while remaining ahead of the mainstream, common, and popular beliefs. Hashtag deft Family is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. We are deft. All deft family product and merchandise is shipped directly from Temecula, California and handled with care. So head on over to deftfamily.com, explore the website and find out all things deft, and become part of the deft family. These
1: That's what I call fueling for the big ride.
2: Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. In motocross, everyone wants one common thing. To simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, or concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today's arena cross... Tomorrow is Glen Helen, and Saturday we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, employing a full-time practice technician is unrealistic, and even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105mm. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that! Head to motool.co today and set your sag every time you ride with the slacker digital sag scale let's hear from johnny casepear himself on how this thing works
0: so uh really basically you would just uh stick it on your axle with the magnet stick the clip on your side plate basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate and then uh pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on, and then just take the bike off the stand and and take a measurement.
2: It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny K. Spear and Motul MX. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up wusa.com that's dot com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection pick your rims pick your hubs pick your spokes even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike on the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims Talon and Kite aluminum hubs Galfer and Brembo brakes and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking the same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyaus today. W-U-S-A, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borden today at 204-633-2722. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes? Check. Four strokes? Check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road rangers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX-2 Bills Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bills Pipes brings the RE-13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicki Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to BillsPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show.
0: Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too
2: so as far as like you've got the championship in hand a lot of guys uh are going to be rolling into that weekend or this weekend coming up kind of knock off the champ but for as far as as far as you're concerned what are you looking forward to or looking forward to results wise moving into this weekend is it uh keep it on two wheels enjoy the day take in the moment or is it uh put an exclamation point on it with a one-one performance
0: um no it's uh just another weekend uh just gotta go out there like i did all summer and try to uh try to get the best result I can, you know, uh get good starts, uh beat the guys I need to beat and uh treat it like another race. It's uh we won the championship but no um for me it's just uh keep going right to the end and till the job's done complete and uh definitely uh you know wanna go there and uh have a good day and try to put uh two good results down and uh leave uh two thousand sixteen uh summer behind and uh pumped on uh, the way things went.
2: So uh week to week where are you doing uh the uh the bulk of your training at uh what kind, what type of surface is it and uh um and what do you do to kind of uh vary up your, your training to uh, to make sure that not only do the things stay uh, stay fresh but also that uh, you're having fun out there because uh, you're a guy that has a lot of skill on a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, no uh I've been doing uh, the majority of my training this summer uh in actually like in my house uh like my um Home in Ontario. Your parents are
2: okay with and you riding then, motorcycles inside the house? Sorry, me? Your parents are okay with you riding motorcycles inside the house?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Um, we have we have three tracks at my place, and uh, then another track uh, 15 minutes away. So we have quite a few tracks um, at my place here. And um, for the most part, it's probably the best place being that it's pretty central to, um, you know, the east and the west. Uh, for me, I've always trained in Canada all summer, so it's always been uh, that home feel when I come home for the summer and been able to ride my own tracks and, my, um, you know, my home and everything like that. It's been easy. And then, uh, yeah, fly out every weekend to uh, the ones I have to fly out to. And then uh, this weekend, obviously, like I said, I'll be driving, so it'll be much, uh, much nicer.
2: So uh I know you've got a ton of people in your corner, especially uh chloe the f- the fiance uh what what type of role does she play on a week to week basis, making sure that uh all of your your, your T's are crossed and your does- your eyes are dotted?
0: yeah no she uh just kind of goes over everything Um has organized for the most part during the week and then uh, on weekends as well so um it's definitely uh, been a huge help and then uh, obviously uh, you know my whole family is huge into uh and my program as well. So, um, it's a, it's a group effort for sure, uh, on and off the track. And then, uh, you know, we, uh, we all, uh, do our part and, uh, get the job done when we need to.
2: So, uh, for looking forward to towards next year, uh, I imagine, uh, moving, moving up to the 450 class, uh, or the MX one division, uh, or would you be able to defend your number one plate? What's the story there?
0: Uh, well, for me, this year is a uh, contract year. So, uh, it'll just all depend on uh, you know what i uh what i sign with for um uh, moving forward and stuff like that with uh, the contract and what they want me to do and stuff like that so um nothing for sure yet um you know obviously uh ideally I'd, i i want to be an mx1 guy known to be a mx1 guy and try to get some more wins than that and you know obviously a, a championship is always the goal so uh moving forward just uh got to figure out where i'll where um Everything sits and then, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, either MX, MX2 for another year or um, move right back to the MX1.
2: Fair enough. Well, we we've seen you in the uh uh a different motocross apparel company for uh, a number of years now. Almost uh, synonymous with you, but a switch to the Thor brand for 2016. Uh, I I guess like the the second half of the season anyway. Uh what were your thoughts on changing uh to that brand and uh where would you find yourself most comfortable in that uh in those gear lines?
0: Yeah, no. I uh, actually it was an amateur in Thor gear, so for me going back go. to Thor was um pretty comfortable uh like I worked with them when I first turned pro the private gear uh, they helped me for my first two years in pro and then uh I signed a deal with KTM and was in Fox years. since so uh yeah no going back door actually it's you know kind of like a, like a second family to me I know everybody really well there and worked with them for years and stuff like that so um you know obviously we had uh you know a good uh good relationship so it was good
2: perfect so uh what's the chance ability that we see you on the line at anaheim one because uh i i know you're great outdoors you've got yourself an outdoor championship now but uh as far as uh hitting marks and uh timing those rhythm sections i don't think there's anyone north of the border that does it quite like you do uh when are we going to get to see you uh, on a super cross track again
0: uh, um yeah no like uh it'd be great to be at anaheim one again and then uh obviously it just depends on what I'm doing up here or what I can get down there as far as uh, a ride goes. And then, um, yeah, obviously in my, uh, off season, I'll be working on getting back into the supercross swing of things. And then, uh, moving uh, forward, I'd definitely like to be back on, uh, on the gate for Anaheim one or even East coast, whichever coast that I, you know, decide to do or get picked up for. So, um, but yeah, no, definitely that helped huge this year in my program, and it's helped uh, years past in my program moving into outdoors, um, just having that experience of racing with the best, and then being uh, very short but quick races, it's uh, it's aggressive, and it definitely uh, helps your, uh, your riding feel.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's all about gate drops. Is that... Something that you th- you would uh, suggest to uh, some other young Canadian riders to uh, go ahead and, and uh, uh, despite may- maybe not having the the, sim- the same successes they're going to have north of the border, go down to Canada, to the states and uh, try your hand at Supercross and uh, ultimately get those gate drops against, like you said, the best in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, I think you'll see as um, as the years progress, there'll be more and more Canadians start going down there. Um, I think it's just a the way this sport's going is uh, supercross a lot more people are paying paying uh, attention to it and more teams are uh, um, putting more into it. So uh, I think you'll see a lot more kids start uh, trying to ride more supercross when they're younger to uh, get ready for it as they get older.
2: Right on, man. So uh of the uh the, two, the crop of 2016 uh like uh, either of uh, the uh, intermediate intermediate/rookie riders uh who kind of stood out for you as a, a kid that has some serious speed, someone that the Canadian uh fans and, and fans worldwide are going to have to uh keep on their radar moving forward whether it be uh Casey Keast or uh, one of the other uh fast amateur uh first year pro riders.
0: Yeah, no, there's uh there's actually quite a few kids on the on the up. I know uh Casey Keast did uh I think four of the rounds on the West Coast there with us. And, uh, I mean, he did well. I think at one point he was uh, top five in points. He's, you know, finished motos inside the top five. And, I mean, for his, uh, I think he's pretty young still. So, um, he'll definitely be a kid that, you know, a lot of teams will look at when he does decide to turn pro and stuff like that. And he'll be good once he uh, makes that transition. So, uh, I know he's done the Monster Cup a few times. So, yeah, he was uh, very impressive, I think, um a lot of people took notice when he uh, when he was up there and battling for uh, top fives week in and week out, so it was cool.
2: Right know, man. Well, uh, before I let you go, give you an opportunity to uh, run down those sponsors and let us know uh, how they help you out and uh, how that's all come together for uh, a 2016 MX2 Canadian National Championship for you. That's uh, something pretty special.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you.
2: Go ahead and re- re- uh, recite those sponsors for us one more. Oh, time. Oh, okay,
0: but, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but uh, yeah, no, yeah no. The just thankful for uh, the whole KTM Thor Racing team, um, Parts Canada, uh, Alpine Star, uh, Oakley goggles, Rhino Power, um, FMS, Dunlop. Um, my mom and dad, my whole family, my fiance Chloe, um, just everybody that puts into the team. Thanks.
2: Awesome man. Well, uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.
1: is closing up and counting loonies trying not to say I hate Winnipeg The driver checks the mirror seven minutes late The crowded rider's restlessness enunciates Who sucked, the jets were lousy anyway The same route every day And in the turning lane Someone stalled again He's talking to himself And hears the price of gas repeat his phrase What is our King Wrecking Ball proclaim? I hate Winnipeg.